I walk with arms wide open into my own prison. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Worst Song Ever, the podcast that is somehow in charge of a playlist for a two-year-old daughter's birthday party, and don't they know me? Like, seriously, I'm in charge of that? I don't really understand. Other people are going to this. Each week, we attempt to create a song from the worst song ever from start to finish. Mike, Jeremy, if you were to create a playlist for a two-year-old, anything that should or should not be on that playlist? Should have pre-asked you this question personally. I didn't think about it. Oh, I think it's fine. Uh, My son, when he was two, was really into Of Monsters and Men. Who is that? And what type of song is that for anybody who doesn't know? Okay. Well, that's not a song. That's a whole band, right? Right. No, but like one of his favorite playlists was just that album. Like, so because it would go like, don't listen to those words I say. And he would go, hey. (laughs) (laughs) We're currently bouncing between Baby Shark and just on loop. Girls just want to have fun. Like she really digs 80s music for some reason. It's It's a good beat. It's happy. Yeah. 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 Jeremy. You can do worse. Yes, that's true. Any songs that kind of, I mean, one of the songs I was thinking came off of the um, the League soundtrack was about how you were conceived. I thought about throwing on there just to horrify my wife, but, yeah. and not be put in charge of things like this anymore, but. Yeah, that's good. You got to, you got to show them once <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it again. She's too young. She can't be scarred, right? Yeah. So. Girls just want to have fun. The uh, the San Jose Sharks do individualized goal songs, so when you score, you get your own theme music. And, I dig that. And Logan Couture, their captain, girls just want to have fun is what is what plays when he scores a goal, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh. I hope the fans have a dance for that, you know? It's fairly new, so I think people have been doing it since the first of the year, but it's been pretty awesome. Uh, each week, we attempt to create the worst song ever from start to finish. I'm your host, Jason. Uh, alongside our co-hosts Mike and Jeremy, we have a Twitter account at Worst Song Pod. Each week, we follow a new musician. Mike, before we hopped on the mic microphone, Michael, before we hopped on the microphone, didn't want to get confusing. You and I were talking. It, you dropped some lyrics from Space Hog, and I somehow picked them up. I, I got into an argument last year. People did not know who Space Hog was, but they just kind of hit my wheelhouse. Here's the deal. I bought their album a couple years ago and kind of didn't get past their one hit. Did they have more than one hit? I, I don't think so. I think they had one that really was their biggest hit, and I think they had one other that probably like cracked the, the Hot 100, but I don't think it – I mean, if it made it top 40, I'd be surprised. But you dig that whole album. What is it like about that album, album and about um, that band? I mean, it might be that I bought it when I was so poor that I had about four or five CDs, so I ended up listening to it a lot, so I enjoyed <laughs> it. It could be that – I mean, it's just a, it's a it's a fun album. It's it, it's you know it's glam rock, but from the '90s, which there wasn't a lot of glam rock style stuff then. It was. Did they have big hair, or what is it? What makes them glam rock? You know, it's like this the spaceship phasers, outer space, like glitter started. Like it's very Bowie influenced, <laughs> obviously. It's it, it's got a lot of just. Uh, there's a there's a genre basically in my head called glam rock. Now you're gonna make me describe it, and it's really hard. Is it music you listen to on a yacht? No, that's, no, that's yacht different. rock. Very okay, I just wanted to make sure that, that, that we're on the same page. You know, glam rock is like rock from the 70s with a lot of sequins in it. Yeah, a, a lot of whooshing sounds. Yeah. What are the chances? Are yeah. we playing any glam rock tonight? Uh, I don't know yet. 
I, uh, okay, m- maybe I'll put it this way. Should we be playing any glam rock today? I have never attempted to play any glam rock. Exact. Oh my god, this is even this better. Prime. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do it, your first, you know, go around, it should be Here. recorded yeah. for other people and, to and released into the ether <laughs> for everyone to appreciate my <laughs> shittiness. <laughs> but it's but it's intended to be terrible. Yeah, that makes I like it okay. That's our goal because it, if it was anything else, well, that's all we'd get out of it. So. It would really hurt our feelings if <laughs> yeah. that wasn't the goal and yeah. we were still doing that. Was there anything else about Space Hog you wanted to touch base on? No, not right now. I, I think if you if you haven't looked up in the meantime and listened to it, like it is a good jam. It's a badass bass line. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just. It, it's a fun song, and there's there, you can sing along to it. It gets it gets some oohs throughout the whole thing. So. And it seemed like there was one more one more band that you wanted to follow up oh. on the Twitter follows. No, well, I'm not sure I wanted to Twitter follow them, but maybe we can. Uh, I, I, I was. Uh, there are a few songs I reach for when I'm in the jukebox at the bar, which apparently comes up a lot on this podcast. But <laughs> like Space Hog, in the meantime, is something I often throw on. Really? Yeah. Does that one get skipped? No. People love it, especially when I'm at a bar where everybody's roughly my age. There is something to be said in it about a song that maybe got overplayed many years ago, but isn't overplayed currently. And so you are you got that nostalgia factor without all the the crappiness. Of- I really enjoy trying to think of songs that you you know, but you forgot about. And I think In the Meantime falls into that category pretty oh, nicely for a lot of people. I would love to hear a list of your top 10 songs you know, but forgot about. That's a whole... Well, that yeah. we're just gonna have to branch off here if, and create a new, if, a whole new podcast. Yeah, a whole new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just mean personally. <laughs> I just mean personally. You and I, like, we're completely unrecorded. We just sit down and talk about songs that we forgot about. I would, I would gladly have a thousand beers and go over that with you. <laughs> uh, so anyway. And another one that I often play is uh, standing outside a broken fold phone booth. Um, God, what is the whole name of that song? With no shoes on. With money, with money, in, with my money in my hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the Primitive Radio Gods. And it's somebody who, who grew up in that era and remembers that title because it was so long, without singing it, because I'm not going to ask you to do that, what would jog that person's memory? Like a couple words or something like that? It's... I mean, it's 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 electronic. It's got a lot of samples. It's you know, it samples BB King for kind of the main backup, mm-hmm. but it's got a lot of other samples. It was, I think, it was in that era before samples were totally basically Taboo. devoid from the music industry because of royalties and all that. I think yeah. it was one of the last songs that kind of snuck in before all that happened. Before you had to pay yeah. a bunch of money right. for all the royalties, right? Yes, yeah, and and honestly, it's put together super well. I mean. I, you know, I don't know the timing of like when Moby came out versus Primitive Radio Guides. I would say they're very similar, or at least this song from. I, I don't even know anything else by Primitive Radio Guides. I'll be straight up on that. But like, is it just I'm not that sure song or the whole album? It's just I don't. I only, I only know the song. Okay. But that song reminds me of like it's got weird samples. It's got back and forth. It's got electronica, good blending with melody. Uh, I mean, it rem- like it sounds a lot like Moby, like stuff Moby would have done with samples. I don't even know which one came first or whatever. But yeah, I am not super educated on this one. But I really, really like the song. It is a good song. And it was so different from everything else that was coming out at the time, at least on pop radio. Huh. We're, we're kind of coming out of grunge a little bit. And so it had like that, I, I don't know if you call it ethereal quality to that particular song. Like it, it, the, the main singer was kind of a low-key dude. 
Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is this song apparently came out in 96. I would have thought it was like 94, 93. So it was actually post a sample era, so they must have just paid the royalties on it. But anyway, it was, I mean, it's really well put together. It's really, it's fun. Um, and for me, who was not really into the electronic scene very much at all, it was a nice crossover bridge, like into the rock, pop rock scene. So, so currently we're making a song about electronic glitter. Okay. Got it. Boom. Science. <laughs> Static electricity. So, <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's, it's what they used to throw off radar in, in airplanes. <laughs> I was just like two robots. Static electricity is just glitter. That's how you can tell if they want to mate. No, I, I no, I think that's the, yeah, that's just the money shot. <laughs> it's robot it's, money shot. That that is a good band name. Just as an aside. <laughs> so so my third uh, musical music musical musical uh, thing that I was going to talk about this week was. Uh, for as much as y'all love Andrew WK, oh, we're gonna are we gonna fight? I realized that I didn't <laughs> the beginning of this. Sentence. I didn't I didn't really know anything by Andrew WK. Like I know he has songs that are basically like party hard, probably one called Hard Party. There's one know, called like, Party Party Party, which right? I'm a big fan of, and Party Till You Puke. Yeah, Party Till You Puke. So I was listening to I was slipping through stations on XM and Party Hard came on for Andrew WK. I was like, I'm gonna listen to this. Because I have two friends that are very into this, and this is just not my thing. And I listened to it, and at the end of this, I was like, that was downright okay. Like, I was just not, like, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I was just like, eh, that was kind of nothing on it. One thing I would be really curious with him, I know I, I know, is something that we've talked about from time to time is is his discography. But he was promoting his his latest album. Supposedly, he's coming out with a new one fairly soon, so I don't want to date our podcast too much. But he was doing acoustic covers of his own songs where he was, he's classically trained as a pianist and he's very good. And I would buy a whole album of him just playing his party rock songs acoustically just played via piano. Like I loved it. I don't know if you heard any of that, Jeremy. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Just try to include you, bud. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that album, but I mean, no, not the letting album, you finish but, your thought, but not necessarily the album. But I mean, like, I would actually be really curious to hear Mike's reaction to him playing just acoustically on a piano, like his party music. I might enjoy that. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have I, to put that in the show notes. You know, right. yeah, text, text it to you personally. Yeah. So anyway, um, so, so the next question, I don't know if Jeremy, if Jeremy had anything to add to that or not. No, I have, I mean, in all honesty, I know his, the, the party songs and I don't really know much else. Um, they, I thought of they his were all party songs. They are, but, um, the high points. He also <laughs> goes around as a, as a, um, inspirational speaker. And mm-hmm. so on his latest album, um, he has a couple tracks on there where it's just like 40 seconds of him going like, you are enough. You're the best. And it like really, it really caught me off guard the first few times that I, I was like, they kind of come out of nowhere. But, you know, like if that helps a person through hard times, then more power to him. You know, like I, I dig it. All right. So random questions um, on my end. A lot of songs talk about geography bands are named after geography and that's a completely different topic a lot of songs are written about memphis for example birthplace um, of soul 
My blues. question I pose to you guys is, what city needs more songs written about it? I uh, I think a lot of them do. I, I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cities that don't get the credit they deserve or the call out that they deserve. Uh, and by call out, I mean negative attention, probably uh, that they deserve. Um, I think Talladega would be fun to sing about, just because it's like a multi-syllable. <laughs> I mean, the first question is, what rhymes with Talladega? Is that like the next orange? <laughs> no, Talladega is not too bad. No, it's not. Uh, you can go down to the bodega for Talladega. I mean, it's not even that. The come on, play in Sega. Yeah, I didn't have to try that hard. <laughs> no, I mean, what I always love, I, I think that. How many names of cities are in basically every state in the union? Like many, many Springfield, Springfield, like Springfield yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Columbus, you know, blah blah blah. But like Bloomington, so you know, we could always you could always do a shout out there, and that way you have broader appeal to more folks. So maybe you should figure out which cities are very populous that don't have songs that are very popular, and then that's how you maximize your total addressable market. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just want to maximize just, your audience and then you're whoring yourself out to a town you don't really give a crap about we're like dallas this is where we are you're the Woo. fourth biggest metropolis well, it's just like just like when every band in concert says those, those jerks in fort worth <laughs> <laughs> yeehaw you mean oh yeah jeremy yeah well the problem is is that so much of music it for stuff that you're aware of it all comes out of certain places because that's where music comes from. So that's where the music gets written about. So let's, so write a song about a place where there is no music, where music yes. went to die. Yeah. Where did the big bopper um, die? <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the, the day ground. the music, the mu yeah. I mean, that's, the music, that's the day the music, day died, the music so. died, but it didn't say the location of where the music died. So I feel like that's prime. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where. For us to write a song so, about. We're gonna have the time, then we're gonna have the location. Yeah. Then we're gonna have yeah. like I mean the GPS the coordinates. Report. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they're out there. Side note, I was thinking I was listening to um Conan O'Brien's podcast and I was thinking to myself, he mentioned that he puts out his podcast as a uh, as a magazine. I don't think that's a terrible idea for what we do. You know? Just really just all of the music make it make it words. No. Wait, what? What? I'm so we just lost. Get, we get a transcriber to transcribe everything on this podcast and we release it as a magazine. I see. So instead of it being like an interview magazine or discussion, it's just crazy lyrics. The montage is going to read terribly. I love it. Yes. This, it sounds great. I think this idea could, is terrible. Yeah, yeah. We could make a we could make we could put it on the website, a full transcript that provides you with no value. Some of my favorite things are listening to or watching the um, closed captions and hearing how they describe things that are not terribly describable. <laughs> like, um, this is sultry music. This is jazzy music. I, this is. I, think I, um, should, I don't know how to make sultry music. I want to make sultry music. Lots of saxophone. Yeah. What if you do two saxophones? Yeah. What if there's three? You know, you could just, just keep adding saxophones till it's sultry enough. I don't, I don't even know. You know, maybe it's something we don't even know about. At some okay. point, is there Five too, too much saxophone? There's only one way to find out. Yeah, there's only one way. You just keep adding sax until you can't sax no more. I can never sax no more. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll so walk next, into that one. Sax no more was it? 
Yeah, Sax No More is my Faith No More cover band. So Yeah. Oh my God. Do you only play Faith No More songs via yeah. the saxophone? Please tell exactly. me. A, please tell me it's on a soprano sax too. Yeah. Kenny I don't want to Kenny Kenny, we had to fire Kenny G, yeah. It's, yeah. Um who so Mike, I know how much you love uh Michael Bolton's singing with the Lonely Island. <laughs> You took way too long to complete that because it sounds like I just love Michael Bolton. <laughs> well, I mean, don't worry. I just I'm love gonna this cut that, that out of, I'm going to cut that sentence out of the out of the pod. I know how much you love Michael Bolton. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no talent, ass clown. <laughs> but he kind of came out of nowhere in Lonely Island songs. Is there anybody that you would love to see really go off brand? I love seeing people go off brand all the time. Like 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, like the reason you watched the Grammys or the MTV music awards or whatever was who's going to show up and play together. And you'd get really weird collaborations and stuff like that. And today that probably still happens, but it's two people I've never heard of. So I don't appreciate it at all. So, um, <laughs> and, and you know, the person that goes, yo, yeah. Mm, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because it was somebody else's track and it doesn't really do anything for me. But people that go off, right? Like, well, the thing that was really cool about Michael Bolton going on, like, you know, okay, you see a light rock singer going into a, like, more or less a hardcore rap, getting super raunchy. If you've ever read the stories about the lyrics going back and forth and how he kept saying I, these, were, these were too gross and then, like, too nasty and they would turn into worse ones the next time they <laughs> it, like, <laughs> No, I was actually trying to look that up, the history of Michael oh. Bolton uh, and that interaction, and I haven't oh. found it. Somewhere, it, was, it must have been a podcast or something where it was like Michael Bolton and Andy Sandberg just going back and forth about this. Like it was definitely not either of them were the guests, but somehow they were talking. He was the producer of that or something. I don't know. It was, I would, yeah, I need to find like, you need to put that on my radar and we need okay. to put that in the show. It was notes super amusing. Yeah. Cause basically they, they just kept getting worse and worse. And Michael Bolton was finally like, fine, we'll stop here and I'll do it this way. <laughs> so in terms of people doing it worse, I can think of fight club where they changed out the lyric, uh, yeah. change out some lines to, and then the the yeah they um, said they said they couldn't have that line and then he said fine I'll replace it but you can't change this one and it was way worse yeah well like Team America did some of that too with the censors yeah. right uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell you get away with that I mean David Fincher is huge but still uh, Jeremy anybody that you really want to see go off brand my first thought was Madonna what would be but, off but, brand but, for Madonna yeah that that's what that's what I'm having trouble is. You know, I mean, an established singer doing a comedy album is great, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe she teams up with Celine Dion, or she, or you know, or like when Pat Boone did the uh, metal album, album of metal covers. I mean, I remember Johnny Cash doing some some metal covers or some harder. No, Pat Boone covers. did it. Pat Boone did it in the nineties. That didn't blow. That didn't blow up like Michael Bolton. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think like Madonna going with Celine Dion, I don't think you're capturing a whole new market that much. And I think that's mm-hmm. the difference. Like the people that listen to Lonely Island and the people that listen to Michael Bolton, like that's a Venn diagram that definitely did not overlap until that that moment. And I bet people that listen to Celine Dion are very familiar with Madonna. And so yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to get that space, like the maximum space to bridge. And Well, most people know Madonna. You know, one way or another, right. because she's right. been around for such a long Michael time. Bolton, if you're, at least if you're our age, you know Michael Bolton. Yeah, but his music hasn't been... Yeah, but like, you know who he is, but you don't necessarily know his music. 
Oh, like I name mean, a Michael Bolton song. When a man, when loves, a man a loves a woman. And, but that's okay. it. Name one fair, song okay, after that enough. one. Yeah. Name uh, one song after when a man loves a woman, though. Jack Sparrow. No. no. <laughs> uh, Jack Sparrow too. Yeah. I definitely know other songs from Michael Bolton, but they're not coming to the top of my mind. So that's, I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah. But I mean, if you if you gave me the names of ten songs, I can tell you which ones are Michael Bolton songs, probably. At least they were popular. Oh, that sounds like a good quiz. <laughs> Name and, the Michael Bolton songs. And I guess maybe the question, the modern day version of that, and when I say modern day, is the current day version of that is when you have these country rap crossovers that I don't really understand personally. Yeah, you know, Billy Ray and, and Little Nas, Nas X. That was... And then they like re-release it so that it's actually like it's country and then it's not country and then they re-release it so it is country. Like, uh, yeah, all that. I don't know if it's politics or how that all shakes out. Maximum um, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's an interesting idea. What if you take a, a musician who's well-known but thought of as a laughingstock and try and do something really serious, kind of the, of the inverse of what? Uh, Michael Bolton did. Carrot Top singing Mike, Michael Bolton songs beautifully. That sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> Michael Bolton doing prop comedy. <laughs> that I might watch. I might, I mean, I might watch Gallagher, that. Gallagher sold his act to Gallagher too, and I don't see why that act can't be sold again. I'm just well, saying. I guess I was thinking more like, you know, you take someone like Rick Ashley, Rick Ashley, and like you put them with like I really want to go with like King Crimson or some like some weird prog rock band that like is mm-hmm. super tight and like super anal about every note that gets played like you know things like that I mean uh, he's a good singer right so he could yeah. go he's, he's a singer I'm, I mean uh, he's a I would he's say fine. he's at least an above average singer uh, right better than me You're like above average for pop rock I don't I wouldn't give him that no 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 okay I, I'm not super I mean, I super knowledgeable i don't think he's terrible or anything like that i just don't like there's nothing about his voice that screams to me wow that guy can sing nothing man i like this thought experiment a lot i wish i would have put more thought into it <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should be the name of the podcast i should have put more thought into it <laughs> put more thought into it we were gonna be the um, worst song ever and then we just realized we didn't care <laughs> yeah it was like yeah the most medium song ever it's <laughs> just the, the, the song we did that that week uh, and you're you're mentioning of Rick As Asley Ashley As 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 Asgard. Yeah, I was listening to a, an interview with Dave Grohl relatively uh, recently. He was he was ta- uh, they had to do it for some reason. Like the BBC was like, "Hey, will you guys do a cover of a song?" And they ended up picking "Never Gonna Give You Up." And uh, Dave Grohl goes, "It's really easy. It's the exact same arrangement as uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit." And I was just like, whoa, you like when you put those like when the guy who wrote one of the most iconic songs of a of a decade, if not a generation, (laughs) says it's exactly like a song that became a meme. um, It kind of blew my mind a little bit. And so they ended up learning it and pulling him on stage and like uh, in front of a bunch of people in Japan. And it blew, you know, Rick Asley's mind. First off, I mean, A, did you ever think of that song in that way, Mike? Because you think of arrangements a lot. I don't know that I actually put those two together, but it didn't shock me at all when you said it. So maybe 
I mean, I've definitely done arrangements where I've done 25 songs in the same four chords before. I definitely used to, I used to play Paco Bell Cannon a lot and you could play like, you know, some Blues Traveler Hook. You play Wonderful Tonight. Like there was just a bunch of songs you could play over it. Um, just Cannon and D kind of stuff. Uh, so no, it doesn't, it doesn't really surprise me. There's only so many chord progressions out there, you know, there's yeah. only so many melodies. And so it, it depends on how you slow them down, speed them up, do different dynamics with them, you know, accent different parts of the chord structure, whatever. Like, there's a reason that all pop music sounds almost the same today too, because it's gotten even more formulaic over time. And so, yeah, you can play a lot of these things. I mean, I think what Axis of Awesome has like 51 songs in a four chord progression. Yeah. And so, they sing them all into one another. Yeah. It's a good bit. So, yeah, you know, I, I think it's cool. I mean, you can definitely do a lot because I'm sure like Spells Like Teen Spirit work and, uh, you know, Never Gonna Give You Up certainly don't sound much alike when you think about it. And so, so when like, the, the thought of combining them, pretty cool. To me, one of the things that's kind of weird about like his career is somehow he became a meme. You know, like the internet just decided one day that they're going to trick people into looking at, looking at pictures of Peyton Manning's face. You know, like they could have picked anybody and, you know, but they picked Peyton Manning or they picked, you know, never going to give you up. And then that becomes a thing like. I guess, how do you react to that if you're him? I, I guess you have to embrace it. I mean, you're probably a little bit upset. I think the, the the biggest tragedy of it all, if you're him, is you're not really getting paid for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he makes something off of... Ticket sales and just being... Yeah, just being, being a little being more famous. To yeah, being a this. little more famous. But I... But he's turned that into like media appearances and, and other things. Like he's, I don't want to say embraced it, but he, he certainly hasn't ignored it. Right. I mean, I mean like he, he could be a guest on any podcast or any any stage show, basically. He could walk up and be like, you know, Green Day's in town. I'm going to go play Never Going to Give You Up with Green Day tonight. And, like, they're mm-hmm. not going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he played with the Foo, when he was went up on stage with the Foo Fighters, they were at a they were at a festival. Uh, they were they were playing at a festival, not together. And they saw him on the side of the stage and they go, Hey, we learned your song an hour ago. Do you want to play it with us? And he was like, yes, you're one of the biggest rock bands on the planet. Like, go ahead, let's do it. And it, you know, it was in Japan and his phone blew up is how, what he said in interviews. Like there's a, I I guess that's how you take advantage of it. Like, as opposed to, you know, Space Hog never got on stage with them and blew up in that way. Not with that attitude. Uh, <laughs> Let's see if we can memeify Space Hog right now. Space Hog. Space Hog. Space Hog. So, I'm gonna. This is gonna re, This is gonna go full circle on a couple things we already talked about. Uh, Michael Bolton, go. No, uh, well, maybe. Uh, you were talking about Andrew WK, like slowing down his own songs and playing piano for them or whatever, right? And so it's kind of basically covering his own songs, which is not really covering because they're your own songs, but changing the style and, and doing them quite differently. And sometimes I really enjoy when bands and artists do that you know rick actually could do that he could come out with you know the unplugged version of never going to give you up or whatever um you know then i think about like vanilla ice who basically had ice ice baby done like in the style of rap in the style of like new metal yeah. and you know he's probably done it like four other ways and i just haven't listened because it wasn't good can we you know cover that tonight <laughs> we- in a glitter a glam in the glam rock, rock. <laughs> sorry jeremy what was yes. that robot yeah. x money uh, shot yeah yeah Okay, that's our topic. We actually haven't decided on a topic, so I feel like it's it's solving itself. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. So, so what do you think about bands covering their own songs, which sounds like the weirdest thing ever, and I kind of love it. Well, I mean, I, I think of especially like Cake, for example, like they've re-released a few of their, like they've recorded versions of their songs, and then they've re-released covers of their, like, I don't know if I call it, like slightly different arrangements of their songs. I mean, the thing about like a music, this is something I've I've, I've thought a lot about and it was on my topic list, um, is like, when is a piece of art no longer yours anymore? Like, yeah, like they recorded um, going the distance that one day, that one time, that one particular way. They might not have decided that was the way to go with it, but guess what? It was the best one they could come up with. And like after playing it on stage for 20 years, they decided, hey, that was not the best way I wanted to sing that. Like, do you give up ownership? Like just because it's on a piece of wax or tape or digital media? I mean, it all depends on who owns the publishing rights. Well, that's not what I mean, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but, but it kind of does, because if you don't own the publishing rights and you can't... Whoa, then you have to pay yourself royalties for covering well, like, your own music. Exactly, man. Right, Def Leppard, like, to get out of their record contract, they couldn't use any of their existing music, so they re-recorded one of their albums, like, lick by lick, like, 100%. Like, if you listen to them side by side... You can barely tell they're not the same tracks in this. Like, and they did it just so they could put it on like a greatest hits album or something, so they could put the songs they'd already released on an album that they wanted to put out. Like, it was really crazy. And other, I mean, Taylor Swift's going through that right now with her fighting with her record label because she wants to leave labels and they can't use the old songs or she can't perform the new ones because of the label. Like, there's all sorts of stuff. Like, royalties are and and publishing rights are just they're they're crazy bad. Like this industry is terrible for musicians, and I I, I I can't imagine how great the art would be if it was good for musicians. But I digress. <laughs> what a terrible way to put the way to wrap that up in a bow. I mean, for the record, I think that means I own all of the music rights because a I said it first of all the songs we put on this pod. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, I, think those... I have the I have the originals, so I think we we could we could have some. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy, lay I, on I... this. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, this is the greatest way to break up our friendship. Just have have a legal battle over it. <laughs> it is because since this is a collaborative effort, uh, you could both claim uh, you could both claim the copyright. Um, I stopped but, collaborating but my, and listened. Then, Did you do all those three things? <laughs> that, that, is, that is what uh, 12 USC uh, 84 says is required to to register copyright. But um, since Mike has the originals, um, he only has to stop, drop, and roll uh, I mean, before. If his house gets flooded, then, then I guess well, we're the, on square ground. Well, it depends on if the data <laughs> it dissolves into the water or not, because once that happens, natural rights take over and it becomes public domain. I, I feel like we should have our, our listeners ask us <laughs> stupid legal questions. Yeah, but here's the deal. Every time I've tried to ask Jeremy legal advice, he says, this is not legally binding. Don't say it. it, it. It's Don't not ask me because I'm only licensed in one state and it is yeah. not the state that either of you are in, nor probably any of the people, other people that would listen to this. So, yeah. So everything <laughs> you said you is think bullshit. All of our audience is not in the same state you are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, statistically true. speaking, Actually, statistically speaking, no, they're, they're probably not. There's a 2% chance of that happening. No, there's not. We have zero listeners. There's a 0% chance of this happening. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyered, man. Who's a lawyer now? Oh, sorry, that was Judy our... making forty-seven million dollars now. 
Speaking of, Arbiter Aaron needs to make more. Make yeah, he more need, money. he needs a show. I mean, is I, there I another word you. for arbiter that starts with a J? I'm just saying. Judge. Damn it! <laughs> Jeremy would have made me forty-seven million dollars. God damn it! Oh, what a fight! What a fight! So bad. Everything. Oh my gosh! I didn't even realize I was setting that up for you to knock it down. I'm an idiot. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Um, probably, t- probably time you're, to start you're our song. That was where I was getting at. Uh, I think it's about time for us to start our song. Oh, man. I had good, two crazy dreams I was going to tell you about. <laughs> oh, two crazy what? Dreams. <laughs> yeah, they weren't about hooting the blowfish, though. Have so. I ever told you I hate hearing about dreams? Like, hearing about dreams has got to be, like, one of my number one favorite thing, uh, least favorite things in the world. Like, that surprises just, me a lot. It just, it has no bearing on anything whatsoever unless you, like, read into the dreams and stuff. I just don't do that. So you think that the conversation that we normally have has bearing on something whatsoever? <laughs> it does in the way that I think it's funny. Most dreams are just like, I went to the store and then it turns out I wasn't wearing pants. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Like that didn't happen. Right, you think so who my cares? dreams are going to be like, I'm not going to tell you about that kind of lame dream. If I'm going to be like, hey, I want to tell you about a dream, it is going to be way more interesting and funny than that. <laughs> that's what everybody thinks, though. Everybody's like, oh, my dream means so much. And I'm just like, but your no. dream doesn't oh, mean anything. These dreams do not have good meaning, but they are, they are funny. Oh, I'm going yeah. to tell you about one. How have I never told you that hearing about people's dreams, I fucking hate? Because we <laughs> don't talk ahead. about dreams that often. I think I've done it once <laughs> one other time here, and it was about cleaning the blowfish, and you loved hearing about it. So my only sample size says you're wrong. Okay. Go ahead. I will allow it. Wait, hold on. Does Judge Jeremy allow it? <laughs> Sustained? Dunk, dunk. Oh, I no, I need a soundboard. I think that means go. I, mean, <laughs> I think no. that was him. I think we set this up too much now. I don't even want to. I don't even want to okay. anymore. Yeah, you were building it up and. Yeah. Come on, ride the train. Yeah, right. ride it. Yeah, train. Um, I think it's about time we get to the song. We have good. not decided on a topic. Well, how has that ever stopped us before? Um, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna try and tell our <laughs> listener what. Listener. Our hope is, and that way when we fail, <laughs> at least at the end, isn't us three. Have anyone listened to this? It's probably gonna be like Have our kids trying to figure spouse? out. I played some songs for my spouse. All right, were there any topics you were thinking about, Mike? You pick a topic. <sighs> Well, I don't even have the, the doc in front of me with all the topic lists. That's okay, things shit. I wrote down this week. WWE entrance music. I like that idea. Okay. Repurpose a poem like Under the Bridge. Just find a poem and repurpose it. Wait, isn't Under the Bridge a Red Hot Chili Pepper song? Yes. But I think that was a poem first. Really? Uh-huh. I, didn't, I, didn't, I was not aware of that. <laughs> Some of these topics are just so bad. Oh. <laughs> I kind of like Cisco wrote a song about thongs. What about other types of underwear? 
<laughs> the boxer brief song. The boxer briefs. All right. How about uh, renting my house on Airbnb? Okay. Don't remember writing that, but you boom. didn't. Okay. That's something I read in your topic list inspired me to think of that. So okay. A, a glam rock song about <laughs> about airbnb about, about renting my house on airbnb all right i think it's time for us to make our song if you never heard what we do our function is mike is the musical talent jeremy and i will careen him off track giving him suggestions and we will create a song from scratch start to finish about an hour sometimes less than that um it is now time for the musical montage about a montage you thought about a montage. Glam rock Airbnb? So glam you have to have a glam Airbnb. house? Maybe your Airbnb being the International Space Station. That's... <laughs> Whoa. I mean, the only person who could rent that is like Elon Musk, right? Yeah, but he'd have to check himself in. No, 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 no. See, you can have... You can sell the thing to anybody. Whether or not they can use it is a totally different issue. Yeah. yeah. Is that you, true? Yeah. Yeah, yes and no. Fucking capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buyer beware. Like, listen, if I put a door on the space station and give you the door code for it, the fact that you can't get to yeah. the door isn't my problem. Exactly. It's, if you know, if you know what you're getting it. <laughs> well, we're starting with that. It's different. I think that's why I like it so far. It sounds more like primitive radio guys than, than like a uh, glam rock song so far, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that a little bit. Work with it. Now, if we're going to do like a robot sex song, um, <laughs> which would just be dubstep. So my only thought for that is we should have get a text-to-speech thing to read the lyric. Wow, then none of us are terrible singers. Exactly. I wonder if I can find stats on the space station. How many mm. bathrooms? They don't have a bathroom. They just have a vacuum. I mean, you could say we have the eternity's greatest bathroom. And it all burns up on re-entry. Space? <laughs> the final bathroom? Space. The final bathroom. Y'all are way more excited about that than anybody has a right to be. That's science. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> You're like, that's science. Do you need help with dumb lyrics? Uh, I can come up with plenty of dumb lyrics on my own if that's what you're asking. <laughs> What's the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> What's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> Have you ever shared a living space with a person who has three doctorates? <laughs> Please leave a five-star review. <laughs> Does it have room for my dog? Pets allowed. Yeah, pets allowed. Perfect. I'm going to try to sound a little more spacey. <laughs> this song is actually more fun than some of our other ones. I mean, this is a song I could easily spend like five more hours on and really tweak it. I'm ready to mix this and call it good. So, Welcome back from that awesome montage. The idea was glam rock, robot, money shot, renting a house on Airbnb. If that wasn't enough for you, I mean, that's uh, we just we 
throw the kitchen sink at you and call it good? Is that is is that how we do things, Mike? I don't know. I don't I don't know that how we do is really something we can quantify. All at once, no. Little by little, yes, indeed. And this, that's how I feel at, about at it. At this point in time, we did a glam rock. Well, we tried to do glam. I'm not even sure I achieved glam rock. I think there's some of the vocal lines that are more glam rocky than anything. Such uh, a big question that I have for you. But <laughs> we, have, we have glam, some rock. glam rock. We have some nice electronica. We have some guitar in there. We have uh, an Airbnb listing of the International Space Station. I, I think everything is good. I feel like it's one of the better songs that we've done in a while, mostly because yeah, I have hated some of the more re- <laughs> recent ones, if for better or for worse. I think that when you write lyrics, you hate it more. I Yeah, that was, that was definitely part of it. I, I went to the bathroom and you wrote all of the lyrics. I had zero input on any of the lyrics as far as I know. Yeah, so you can imagine that some I wrote this flavor. entire song in the time it took Jason to empty his bladder. <laughs> yeah. I think part of the reason why we like this song so much is because the beat, like the beat that you came up with was way better than most of the, or at least if not better, at least more abnormal. Like it's not what we've been doing and you and I like the abnormal. I mean, that's gotta be a big part of why, like at its base, why we like this song I just love that. Like there was a beat that was, I, I would say like, yeah, above average probably. And then I liked these synths. Because we started throwing different synth sounds in there. I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how this fits into the song, but it's going in. And then we just did it. And, <laughs> you and then the synth it. parts that I thought sounded like one thing, if I held down the key, it sounded like something totally different. That one in there too. See? So it's space. Don't tell me what space sounds like or doesn't sound like. You haven't been there. It apparently smells like burnt steak is what I hear. That's all I know about space. And you can't scream, apparently. The the sound doesn't really travel in space. Yeah. The the burnt steak thing I've never heard, and I I, I feel like I'm fairly informed about space. There are a few YouTube videos, especially. Who's who's smelling things in in space? How are they getting depressurized to do this smelling? The way that goes is it's actually um, the residue of, like, burning out stars that's floating out in space, and it clings to your suit, and then you come back inside, and it smells... similar to burnt steak is the idea that is badass yeah if you uh who's the guy who spent a year in space uh he has a twin brother and is he married to gabbert from the senator from arizona i think that if you're talking about the space program post 1975 i'm really not really helpful i'm talking about current space program anyway um all that may be false but um he has a YouTube video in particular. That's what we're really that, good at. It's giving you false or at least not very good or validated information. Uh, like I said, if it's completely false, I'll cut it out. But um, you're gonna fact check your own episode. Yes, yes, I will. Props. Okay, so this is the first time I've done this. This is me back months later fact checking this episode. The person I'm talking about is Scott Kelly. His sister-in-law is Gabrielle Gifford. She's a former congresswoman from Arizona. I was talking about a Wired video by Chris Hatfield. He theorizes that it's maybe the smell of the actual space station off-gassing, but doesn't give full conclusions on that. <laughs> I'll, put, uh, I'll put the link for a Wired episode in the show notes. Take that, Mike. Didn't believe me, huh? Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> so off that tangent i feel like we should play the song let's do it <laughs> let's hear this thing I, I i like it better than 
normal. It's above average. I mean, if you want an endorsement, that's where we're above at. Above right average now. or below average, depending on how we're measuring things. We don't All even right. know which way's up anymore. Uh, enough talk. Let's debut this worst new new worst song ever. We're grabbing the silver ring and going for gold. Here we go. Here is I Need Space. I'm looking to get away. I need to go far Stuff happening here Is too close I need space I need space Well, do you have any questions about the listing? I have questions about the deposit I have questions about cleaning Doesn't look like you've had a lot of renters before? If I leave after 3 p.m., can you not charge me a late fee? I need space. I need space. What's the Wi-Fi password? Do I get my own room? Can I confirm the address? Oh, 254 miles above the Earth. Do you allow pets? I need space. I need space. Can you pick me up at the airport? And we're back. So that song, I felt like it really lent itself more to experimental sounds. And really what it comes down to is this week is I was really trying to push for us to be more creative. And I like that we ended up with space because it really helped that. Thoughts? Not Not a lot of limits from space. Exactly, <laughs> both physically and literally. Like in all regards, it's like there's a lot of it. And it kind of leads itself to like this song could be anything. And the way I felt about it and I and I gauged from just what I you know heard from you, we could have fiddled with this song forever. This song can be so many different things. And I mean, it's it's really one of the ones that I wish we had all week to work on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think with the drums, you know, I like the drum beat that we came up with. I would have probably done a little more with it to have like different sections of the song, be a little more defined, things like that. Would have done a little more arrangement. The vocals, the effects and things you could do with them are limitless in this type of genre. Um, and I would have loved to have just sat there and tweaked with, you know, the dozens of plugins that we have for the, the, the DAW and just tried them all out, listened to them, see what made sense. I, what I was really surprised about was how much the acoustic guitar on top of the electronic sound really brought in the glam rock feel. And that wasn't my intention when I picked up the acoustic guitar. I was just like, I haven't done the acoustic guitar in a long time. And it really, really helped with the feel of it being more like glam rock, Ziggy Stardusty than uh, just kind of totally out there, you know, more electronica like 1990s. So if you would have gone that route, like, would you have been as happy with what you turned out with? If I would have not put the acoustic guitar? If you would have gone electric guitar. I would have been less happy, certainly. It would have added definitely to the, you know, pedal effects and everything that you, oh, you could have do done that, with it. But I think the it's the acoustic line that's kind of driving the song. It's a little bit quieter in the background because it's not the synths, but it's actually what puts the structure of the song together. And I just like it. I don't know. Like, I... I, I I think I'm a little less happy with it on electric. Yeah, I just think it really worked well. What did you like about the song on whole? Or I dislike? I almost everything about it. 
I what I didn't like like the lyrics are okay. They're not they're not wonderful. They're not bad. But um, the time frame is probably what you dislike the most. Yeah, the time if frame, I were to guess. like I, I would have structured it a little more to have like better broken down. Like you know we got eight bars here or sixteen bars here or whatever. And I think it's a little bit uneven in the structure, but it's not bad. It's definitely not, our, not close to our worst work for that so that, that stuff. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> this is probably in the you know top five for the year in terms of structure that it, how it goes. I would have played more of some vocal stuff. That that would have been where I probably would have spent almost all the time. Would have been weird vocals. Did it sound enough like Space Hog? And and just as a quick caveat, I do not know how much Space Hog, even though it's in the name, sounds like space. It was the inspiration of sorts. It, it was. I mean, it was like the the spark for the line for the flame that led to inspiration. But yes, um, I think it's fine. I don't, I don't know that it was like. I mean, if you listen to that and I said Space Hog was an influence, I don't think you'd be like, oh, I don't get it. But I don't think if you listen to that, you'd be like, oh, they were influenced by Space Hog. Yes. So. We're not. <laughs> we're still not getting sued. If we're getting sued, it means somebody listened to us. So we got that going for us. Man. Which is one of the topics on my list is to see how close we can come to uh, getting sued. You know, in terms of. I mean, we do we, we do retain legal counsel. <laughs> Just see least, how close we at can least get I to. I hope he works for us. You know, especially oh, um, if he's the one who sues us. Like if he's the prosecutor, I'm gonna get pissed. Yeah, but you'd have seen it coming, so it's cool. I'm not saying I don't deserve it. I'm just saying I'd be mad. <laughs> Unanswered questions: What are the best cosplay costumes for real space? I think the stormtrooper. Like if you had a stormtrooper outfit that was actually like oxygen tight, like was was like a functional astronaut suit, but looked like a stormtrooper costume. I think you would be. The coolest person in space. Do you think the guy, what's his name uh, from Mythbusters, Adam Savage? Yeah. Do you think he could make me a real spacesuit made out that looks exactly like a stormtrooper? Honestly, like we're talking about yes. team ups. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't I think be it would cheap. Require a high budget. Like, I think each space station there, each spacesuit's like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Or Do you have enough money for that? Don't answer that. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, next question: Are lightsabers permitted? And expected when renting out the space station. We never actually say it's the space station that we're we're renting out. I, think, I was slightly disappointed with that. Well, I think sometimes you got to leave the, the the listener wanting more. If you tell them what the story's about, they they stop wondering. If you don't tell them, they they wonder and listen over and over again. I feel like you got enough to maybe get two listens. That's like literally a hundred percent more listens than I expect to get from anybody who decides to listen. Fair enough. I personally wanted more stats about the International Space Station. You, you um, did, I, and, and I if it was easier to record your voice for this thing. We put we will put some of those in there. I just didn't yeah. feel like messing with it. Even though we've done it in the past, it's possible. I'm okay with it. I'm not worried about it. Every Sometimes time I hear I'm my voice big. on these um, things, I get more disappointed about our songs, and um, I try not to take it personally, but I do. And I was like, oh, this song sucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, our goal so. is to write the worst song ever, but the more he contributes, the worse he feels about it. It's <laughs> kind of true. All right. Final question. How did it turn out? I'd give it a not bad. All right. All right. Any other things you want to bring up before we sign off? Uh, if you go to space, bring a yo yo yo. Is that why? Well, it- I don't have to explain my art to you. Just, is there a video that I can find somewhere of a I yo-yo no in space? Idea. It popped in my head right when you asked me what anything else left to say, so I said it. Huh? God, now I want to know. 
Well, I bet the right. I can tell you. I know what it smells like in space, but I don't know nothing about yo-yos in space, and it's pissing me off. All right, so this is our new worst song and the podcast that leaves you with more questions than answers, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's really what we're all about. We're about stimulating your cerebral cortex. Yeah, or something. <laughs> so, all right, for Space Hog... Uh, any, uh, I, I'd like to thank you for, uh, listening. Anybody else we want to, who, who's the other person we were? Oh, uh, the primitive following? radio gods. Okay. Man, I don't know if I want to. I think we talked about Optimus Rhyme. I don't know if that ever came up or not. That was not on the podcast. Um, or, that was, um, pre-recording because I knew you had nothing to say. <laughs> I wanted to talk to Jeremy I've about it. I've said more about it now than I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Thank you for listening to our brand new worst song ever. And this is Running Out in Airbnb in Space. I have questions about the deposit I have questions about cleaning Doesn't look like you've had a lot of renters before If I leave after 3pm Can you not charge me a late fee? I need space I need space What's the Wi-Fi password? Do I get my own room? Can I confirm the address? Oh, 254 miles above the Earth. Do you allow pets? I need space. I need space. Can you pick me up at the airport? Where do you fit in the pantheon of my relationship is a is a question I've been asking myself for decades. Yeah, uh, I think with she all also of my relationships. <laughs> All of my relationships. Um, oh, should so, we talk about some of those? <laughs> no, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Maybe on a different pod. The questions uh, you, I want to ask. All right, you uh-huh. have put yourself firmly in the middle of many of my relationships, if not all of them. Um, so <laughs> that's a back service on I track, offer, by the way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Patreon. If you are a Patreon member and you want, want Mike to be in the middle of your relationship, that is a service. If you well, want, if you hit you hit the gold advice, level. Bad friendship and just creepiness all around. I listen. Our Patreon. Two of those three, three things are correct. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think we all know which one is incorrect. Anyway, I, <laughs> the better songs I'm not we've. Sure, been, I know. Two of the three things. One of them is incorrect. Two of them are correct. There are two of them. Um, one tells the truth all the time and one always lies. The space station is 32,333 cubic feet. 239.4 feet long by 357.5 feet. I oiled up my freaking spinner. Did you you talk about your fidget spinner? I said I oiled up my my fidget spinner. <laughs> Is that the glam part of this thing? I just the line popped in my head and I had to throw it down. Seen you play with that thing for the last hour, so I guess it makes sense. I literally played WD forty on it earlier today so that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the record, it says the living space on the space station is larger than a six-bedroom house. It has six sleeping quarters, two bathrooms, a gym, and a three-sixty-degree uh, view bay r- window. They have two bathrooms. You lied to me.
You said they had no bathrooms. I believed you. I don't. I don't know that that's true. Because if they had two bathrooms, it might just be two vacuum hose attachment rooms. You didn't necessarily says, lie. <laughs> I am on NASA.gov. Okay, I'm not on Wikipedia. I'm on NASA.gov. It says they have two bathrooms and a gym. Right, but what's inside the bathroom? It's a vacuum. You suck out your excrement. It's a toilet. It's not. What if it's a? What if it's a double? They they suck it right out of you. What if it's a? <laughs> Like an airplane toilet, except with two walls, so you don't get all of your body sucked out of the. You know, bathroom. the airplane toilets still have gravity, like as a primary functioning fat factor to them, right? Most of the time, and when it doesn't, it makes a hell of a mess. <laughs> Do they really allow very much cosplay on the space station? <laughs> I feel like that's the best place for cosplay. What are the? What's the protocol for like a tie on the doorknob or? Exactly. Mike, if you were to cosplay as anything nerd-related, uh-huh. I'm guessing it would be in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I never watched that program. Oh my god, it's so good! How does Stormtrooper co- how, how does Stormtrooper costumes work in zero G? 